And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? Happy Thursday. Uh, I'm doing this episode right after the conclusion of the Lightning Red Wings game in which the Lightning came out on top. 5-1. to one. Wasn't really much of a game after the first period. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Uh, really, we're going to focus today's show, though, on the how the lightning looked thus far in the season how you know compared to the rest of the the division uh compared to what the expectations were for this team coming into the season um and the expectations going forward um you know are the lightning underperforming i've i've spoken to some people in the hockey world uh and they have said to me on numerous occasions that they think the lightning uh have been kind of not been up to par with what everybody thought they were going to be coming into this season so we'll get into that in just a little bit but first i just want to remind you all to please please like and subscribe to this podcast follow us on social media wherever uh, you have social media whether it's twitter if you have twitter then go follow us on LO underscore lightning. Or if you have Instagram, if you're just strictly an Instagram person, follow us at locked on underscore lightning. If you have both, follow us on both. Uh, and just like I said, remember to like and subscribe. Uh, turn on those notifications. We are available wherever podcasts are distributed. Um, if you're just listening to us for the first time, welcome aboard. If you're a daily listener, welcome back. And if you haven't listened to the last couple episodes, please go ahead and listen to them. I had a blast talking with former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Jay Feaster. We talked about pretty much, it, it was like a verbal biography on Jay Feaster. It was great. Uh, we talked about everything from his early days as a lawyer, how he got involved in the game of hockey, how he made his way to Tampa, all that fun stuff, some some John Tortorella stories, so that's great. Uh, and and you know, just like I said, you know, shout out to Jay uh, for coming on, taking time out of his immensely busy schedule, as he is the director, executive director of hockey community operations for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, uh, yeah, huge shout out to him, uh, and huge you know shout out to you, the listeners, uh, that we. So got the numbers back from that and from those last couple of episodes and it was great the turnout was great uh so we're glad that we're putting out content with uh that you guys enjoy so all right enough of that let's let's talk about the game now i'm not gonna give out the your stereotypical your stereotypical post-game recap that maybe some of you have been 
listening to us uh, are used to. There's really not much to talk about in this game. I, I'm Like I stated at the top of the show, this was, for the most part, a, an over-and-done deal by the end of the first period. Uh, the Lightning were up 3 nothing going to the first intermission, and just... The Red Wings looked overmatched. Um, it was one of the many time. It was one of the many few times, uh, really, in the National Hockey League, where or in any sport, where you know, the Red Wings are not a good play, a team, and they really showed their record out there. And that, you don't really see that often from teams. You know, usually, sometimes, especially against the bigger opponents, like the Lightning, who are, of course, the reigning defending champions. Uh, teams of a lower caliber such as Detroit will come out and try to you know outplay them show hey we could hang with the champs that wasn't the case in this game uh just not a good turnout if you're a Detroit Red Wings fan which if you're listening to this most likely you're not but it's going to be interesting to see how Detroit comes out on Friday in which when these two teams will play but it and and that really kind of hits home with what I'm going to talk about later on in the show about what the Lightning have been up against thus far in the season how they've performed against those teams and then going forward just for the month of February what are we expecting out of this team so just real quick in this game, uh, we got goals from Hedman, Sorelli, McDonough, Point, and Klorn. Now, I'm not going to talk about every goal. The, the, the one goal that I do want to talk about, just because this guy has been playing his ass off pretty much since last postseason, and that is Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough has been just... I, I have never... I have not seen this kind of out offensive output from a from Ryan McDonough ever in his career. Uh, now, granted, he's not scoring like a ton of goals, but for Ryan McDonough standards, he's scoring a ton of points. I mean, yes, it, we're through seven games played. He has two points, two assists, uh, and and one goal here. But still, I, I I mean, if you look at Ryan McDonough's goal goal tallies for the last couple seasons, and just the way he's been playing this entire season. I I wouldn't be shocked if at the end of the season McDonough is up in the the, the double digits for 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 goals. Uh, I I mean this whole new way that he has been playing ever since Game One against Columbus last year, and this isn't just Ryan McDonough. This is Victor Hedman no, most notably too, because we've seen Victor Hedman uh, benefit just as much as McDonough, if not more, uh, since. Coach Cooper has decided to have the defenseman be, be more involved in, in in the rushes and just in the overall scoring in general. Now, I stated at the beginning of the season that, yeah, that could possibly backfire on them at certain points, but and we've only seen it maybe once or twice. We haven't seen it where it's a once a game or an, a game every you know it's it's a goal every couple of games or so now this is we i think so far this year we saw it once and it was i don't even think it led to a goal i i know from off the top of my head i know it led to a uh, a, a breakaway chance but uh you know 
I think that also has to do with it that since the Lightning have the best goalie in the National Hockey League and Andre Vasilevsky, that Coach Cooper is a little bit more comfortable in playing those guys up. But Ryan McDonough, it, it's it's not only the way he's been scoring, it's just the fact that he has been able to be more involved and, and, and take more shots on that. It's the fact that he has adjusted to that so well. Um, and his defensive play has not suffered because of that. Um, and I think for the most part with McDonough, he his defensive play has only gone up a level since then. I think I, in tonight's game, um, he only had had he didn't have any hits, but I mean, I saw he laid a, a body on a couple of guys here and there. Uh, it says in the stat sheet that he has no hits, but I'm pretty sure I saw him lay a couple of hits tonight. But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, he has really taken his his play up a notch, especially with this whole uh, strategy that Coach Cooper has thrown on upon the team, dating back from the playoffs, and and really all the defensemen are gonna are gonna benefit from this. Even I, I think that one guy that Lightning fans should really keep an eye on for the rest of the season because he has just really impressed me uh, just with his play, and that is Cal Foot. Cal Foot, I mean. First of all, when you look at Cal Foot, he he's a big boy, 6'4", 227. Um, I imagine him to play very aggressively defensive-wise. But the one thing that has really, really impressed me with Cal Foot has been the fact that just the shot from the blue line, the, the way he plays the puck, how, how just not conservative, but how how stoic he is when he has the puck when he's maybe in a tight spot along the boards or whatever the case may be uh, he's only 22 but he to me already he looks like a 10-year vet and he's only going to get better so that's the one thing that really has stood out to me with Cal Foot as well but the point overall what I'm trying to make with all this is that one of the question marks coming to the season obviously with Nikita Kucherov being out for the season probably uh I, I think he's probably gonna come out come back for the playoffs um and you know they did speak on i don't know what what stream everybody was watching on um i was watching it on the nbc sports uh sports app and the commentator team i believe is john forsland made the point that one of the inspirations for this lightning team to make the playoffs is not only defending their title because i think you know obviously everyone wants to see them try and repeat whether and, and I'm sure every guy on his team wants to try and repeat as well, of course. But the one inspiration that this team really has going forward is playing for the playoffs just so they could have Nikita Kucherov back. And I think that was really great. And going into this season, obviously him being out for as long as he is, it has been you know, question mark, at least to me, who is going to step up? You know, obviously we have the first and second lines who have been playing very well throughout the first couple of weeks of the season. Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, Andre Pallad, who has been off to a very, very hot start, who I, I feel like is not getting enough credit out there for what he is doing on the ice. And, and obviously justly so because of who he's playing alongside with. So, but the defensemen, I think, on this team – scoring wise not even talking about the other side of the ice scoring wise has been doing a fantastic job and i 
I, I think Lightning fans should be ecstatic about that because that was one of the things going into the playoffs last year in which you had goals here and there coming from the defensemen, but not at the rate that we're seeing from these guys. So, uh, I mean, that is the one positive I think Lightning fans should take with them throughout this entire first couple of weeks of the season. And I'll talk about that more later on in the show uh, as I talk about, you know, where the Lightning are at right now. You know, not any, not only just talking about standings-wise, but just talking about how what kind of shape the team is in um, going forward right now as well for the rest of the, the, the year, actually the rest of the month. We'll talk about that as well. But first, let's talk about one of our sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Now, if you're a regular listener of the show, you know that Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. They have 18 amazing flavors. They got six, six new ones coming out. The Apple Almond Crisp stands undefeated out of the new ones. And the best thing about them is not only their great taste, but that they're super, super healthy. There's no fats or any any artificial flavors in this. They're great for the health-conscious person. You could lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Each bar has 19 grams of protein. That's right, 19 grams of protein. So don't wait. Go right now to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so now we're back. Uh, we spoke in the earlier part of the show about, you know, just a little bit of, about tonight's game. You know, yes, the, the Lightning won 5-1, and I'm sure if I really wanted to, I could spend 30 minutes talking about, you know, every little thing that happened during this game. But like I stated at the top of the show, that's not what we're doing today. Uh, we're doing it. We're shaking up a little bit because you know now the Lightning are at almost at the 10, 10 game mark uh, for the season, and really kind of wanted to do a little bit of a recap thus far of their season. You know, yeah, right now uh, with the standings being as they are, the Lightning are slated to move into third place uh, past Dallas. Um, they were originally obviously in fourth place to start the night, but. You know, just talking about the season in general, just talking about how this team started. Uh, they dealt with a little bit of injuries, but that's nothing really to go crazy over. And just, you know, talk about maybe their, their two losses. Really not so much, but um, just overall look at the, the division as well and kind of maybe how, what challenges the Lightning will have to run into, especially in the month of February. So, uh, like I stated on probably the first after the first week of the season that, yeah, the Lightning outscored the Blackhawks 10-3 to in their two matchups to start the season. And as optimistic as Lightning fans and should have been over that large offensive output, at the end of the day, it was nothing to really gloat over considering they were playing against a really bad team who the other night just got their first win of the season. And that the first real test for the Lightning would be Columbus, Carolina, and Nashville. And those two games against Columbus did not disappoint. The first game went to OT in stereotypical uh, Lightning Blue Jacket fashion. You know, granted, throughout that two-game spread, um, the, the Blue Jackets were, for the most part, 
playing without their top scorer at the time in Pierre-Luc Dubois, who seemingly checked out uh, of that first game, uh, if everyone remembers correctly. Throughout that first game, he barely played five minutes, and that had to do with a sequence, I believe, in the first period in which he was just out there. Just, I mean, if you you've seen the video by now on social media, uh, he's just been he he wasn't really doing much of anything out there, and you know, yeah, it's something for Lightning fans to laugh about. Like, look at him, you know, blah blah blah, not doing. It. And then he got traded not too long after. Um, but if that was a Lightning player, I would be on the show the the next day if if it didn't happen you know tonight if, if something like that happened in tonight's game i'd be sitting here right now uh almost irate because you know not only just as a hockey fan just looking at that you never want to see someone there going with little to no effort on the ice uh, and i'm sure his teammates didn't appreciate that either but uh the lightning split the series with those guys uh in columbus um and then Really, you know, one team that I'm going to be curious to see how they perform against going forward is Carolina. And the thing that was really disappointing about this Carolina game uh, was that I expected way more out of out of the Lightning in this game. They lost one nothing in OT, and it you just I, I mean we saw it when the Lightning had almost a week off from everything that was going on with the rescheduling with COVID. Uh, Carolina was in the same boat. So to kind of go out there, and I and I really feel like they they let them off the hook. You know, I really think that the, the Lightning really needed to do a lot more um, early on to really catch this team off their guard. I mean, in the first period of that game, the Lightning had seven shots on net. I've stressed numerous times on this podcast that it is essential for the Lightning to come out and and come out firing out of the gate. I, I'm I, I'm starting to get a little bit tired of seeing this team through the first four minutes of the game just kind of ease into it. Now, yes, I understand the circumstances surrounding the season are a little different considering they're not practicing as much. Um, and when they do, certain players do kind of maybe sit out or don't practice for as long, and the coaches aren't really making a big deal out of it. But I, you better show up in the game when 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 the puck drops because then, yeah, you, you know, then eventually I don't I'm 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 surprised that no one has really brought this up out in the in the media in the Tampa media. But really, if you're gonna come out and show that effort. And I'm not saying they came out there and it was a poor effort, but seven shots in the first period as opposed to, I believe Carolina only I think Carolina had about 15. Uh, They needed to come out and jump on them. Yes. They turned it around in the second period uh, and the third period, but the first period is when you really need to shine. And we saw it in tonight's game against, against Detroit. You set the tone with those first, they set the tone with those first two goals. And then the third, Third one was just icing on the cake. Granted, yes, the Detroit's not good, but Carolina really wasn't off to a good start. I spoke about it with former Lightning GM Jay Feaster, and we agreed with each other that really it's a lot of the things this season that maybe players and teams might have to 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 figure out is you know they might have to do it in a game and getting off to good starts. 
uh, is key in these games. And I, I mean, against Peter Morazic, come on, it, it, like Peter Morazic shouldn't be shutting out the Tampa Bay Lightning. The, it, I, I'm sorry. You, you know what? I don't care. Like, yes, the the Lightning, they they haven't really had a consistent schedule thus far this season, and that's understandable. But when um, when when the the Hurricanes are off for almost a week, come on, that there has to be some there. The Lightning have to do better there, and I I just I I was more so disappointed in in just the outcome, just because I, I right after the Columbus series, you look at the schedule, and yes, one of the games uh, during that week that they were supposed to play against Columbus was canceled. I mean, against uh, Carolina was canceled, but at the end of the day, I mean, come on, you got to go out there and pepper pepper the goalie with pucks on that. I mean, especially Peter Morazic, uh, you got to do better, and, and especially with Carolina missing a couple of guys due to COVID and injury and all that. And then, really, you, you have the Lightning a couple of days later playing, playing up to par with a very good, surprisingly good Nashville team. Uh in which Cal Foote scored his first NHL goal, which was great to see that finally the young guy gets his uh, first goal of his career. And, you know, maybe that will propel him going forward into, you know, a little bit of a streak here and there and, you know, help his confidence. But let me tell you real quick. I mean, Nashville has pleasantly surprised me. Yes, they are four and five right now through, through, through nine games, but, I think just the way they've been playing, the way they played the Lightning in the second matchup, uh, I would expect a lot more going forward from this Nashville team. I could be wrong. I mean, to lose 4-3 to the Stanley Cup champions and then come back uh, two days later and just, you know, even though they, they lost that game 5-2 as well, um, I, I, I just think that, at the end of the day, I, I did see a lot of interestingly good, positive things from this Nashville team. Um, they have, yeah, like their record isn't exactly great, but at the same time, I mean, they're a team that they get out to a hot start. I mean, they get out to a hot start the month of February. We could be talking by mid-March about them possibly being in the top four. Um, and also with that as well, I mean, you look at the other teams in this division with Columbus trading away Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, and getting, yes, they got Patrick Laine in return, but Patrick Laine hasn't been what he was his rookie year. Uh, he's been doing some good things, but he hasn't been out of this world as what we saw him his rookie year. So, I, I mean, and that kind of, I guess that brings me back, brings me to my, my next kind of point about, you know, standings outlook and the rest of the February. I mean, right now as it stands, uh, and and the, the, the numbers are still being, uh, you know, updated here on NHL.com. But right now, as it stands, uh, we got Carolina in first place with six and one, uh, six and one record, Florida five and zero oh and one, which is very surprising. Uh, Dallas five, one and one Tampa at, which will be six, one and one, uh, Columbus four, four and three Chicago at three, four and four. Uh, Nashville at four, five, four and five, and then Detroit at two and six, which will, I believe will be updated to two and seven and two. So I, I mean, 
really, at this point in time, I think we all expected Tampa Bay to be in first place, if not in the top two. And just to see the Florida Panthers kind of up there in the top in the top two is just very, very surprising. Uh, all things considered, just how they are, which is with their team, and they don't really have a lot to work with. I mean, what we saw, if, if you look at Florida's schedule real quick, I, I mean, you beat, you had, they pretty much almost had the same identical schedule to start the season as as Tampa. They, they, they played Chicago twice. They played Columbus twice the following week. Uh, they split that, you know, they, they played Detroit twice, beat them both times. Uh, to put it simple, Florida had a very easy schedule to start the season uh, compared to the Lightning. The Lightning had to play Carolina. Technically, they would have had to have played them twice, plus Nashville one game in, in January but and Columbus the two games. But, um, you know, I, I, can't, I can't expect Florida to be in the second spot to stay, you know, to stay there for the rest of the season. I would be absolutely shocked if we're in the middle of March almost looking upon the playoffs and, and Florida is still kind of flirting with with the playoffs and, and just, you know, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. So actually what is kind of funny right now, as I refresh the page, they just refreshed, uh, they just redid the standings. So technically now, uh, Tampa's in first place uh, with record 6-1-1, like I said. And then we got Carolina, Florida, Dallas, Columbus, Chicago, Nashville, and Detroit. Uh, that looks a little better. Um, I haven't really watched a whole ton of Dallas games, uh, considering it, it feels like half their games have been canceled to start the season. But really, if I have to project about what these games, what these standings are going to look like by the end of February, I really think it's going to be Tampa, Carolina. Um, I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm still not sold on Florida. They, they still have to play Nashville and, and Carolina. Um, so, and, and Dallas and, you know, so I, I'm not sold on these guys yet. Uh, you know, it, out, they have Alexander Barkov. He's one of the best players in the league, but he can't carry a team. And Bobovsky, I, don't think he's I think he's just a mediocre goalie right now um and my reasoning for Nashville probably bumping up to the fourth fourth third or fourth place is probably uh that two-headed monster which kind of makes me a little nervous for the lightning playing them and that's Saros and Pecorine I mean those two guys are very good Saros has been around for a little while now but a little unknown obviously because of Pecorine Pecorine we all know about you know a couple years back in which he pretty much carried that Nashville team to the Stanley Cup Finals, but I I still don't count out Columbus yet. I think just they have the goaltending to keep the minute. Uh, as for the scoring, I I think we need to just wait to see how things gel together with Patrick Line. Plus, you never know with you know how he's going to get along with with. Co- uh, John Tortorella out there in Columbus, so you have to wait and see. Um, and we'll talk about the rest of the schedule in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about another one of our sponsors, and that is Bet Online AG. If you still think that the Tampa Bay Lightning could hold on and win the division and possibly the Stanley Cup Finals, well, don't wait any longer. Go on to Bet Online AG. They have all the futures available uh, and ready to go, updated on a daily daily basis and so sign up for a free account today use it and use that promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus 
you just don't have to bet on hockey. Uh, in case you in case you forgot, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing on Sunday for the biggest prize in the NFL, and they are playing at home. So I think the odds are pretty good for them to bring home the second Lombardi Trophy in franchise history. So why don't you throw some money on that as well? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And don't forget to f- to follow our good friends, an exclusive betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is BetOnlineAG. Follow them at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of all the best bonuses in the business. Sign up today for a free account and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your free sign-up bonus. All right, so just the end of the show. Let's look ahead to the rest of February. Now, of course, uh, the Lightning have starting off to a good start. They they are off, off to a 2-0 start to start the, the month of February. Um, and they got Detroit on Friday, which I'm going to assume they're going to win again. But don't don't count out Detroit just yet because I think just the way they play tonight, they were embarrassed. They were very much embarrassed, um, and I would expect them to play the Lightning a little harder on Friday because uh, this team pretty much checked out once the puck was dropped uh, coming out of the first intermission. So the Lightning after Friday, next week they got – uh, two games in Nashville, back to back. Expect I would probably expect um, McElhenney to be starting in goal. Uh, probably I want to say on that Tuesday game, the ninth, the eight thirty game, um, just to give Vasilevsky a little rest here and there off the back to back, because then they will be playing that that you know that that very good team in in Southern Florida and the Florida Panthers. I mean, like I said, I. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on them. I, I, I think, you know, it's one thing to play against some of the other teams in this division other than Carolina and Columbus because Columbus, regardless of, you know, what has been going on with them, I still think they're a very good team. Dallas, I'm not sold on. Uh, so, really, I, I think, you know, and Nashville. I, th- I think Nashville is, even though where they are in the standings right now, I think they'll turn it around eventually just because of the goaltending that will carry them. So, yeah, you got Florida actually three times. Um, you got them on Thursday, Saturday, and then Monday the following week. You got two down there in Florida, and then they come back up and play one at the Amelie uh, 7 o'clock game. It's going to be curious to see how Florida approaches these three games against the Lightning. I think they're going to play the Lightning tough and physical just because I don't think that I, I said it all last season. I still don't believe it. I don't think there's any team in the National Hockey League that could skate up and down the ice for for 60 minutes as fast as the Tampa with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I think they're going to play the Lightning. You know, physical. There's probably going to be a couple of fights uh, within those couple of games, especially in the third game. Expect a fight. Uh, I would imagine probably maybe Cal Foot uh, will drop his gloves. We'll see. Uh, maybe if they go after the young guy there, I think they will. Um, or we could probably see Patty Maroon drop the gloves uh, once more. Uh, so don't be too surprised if that happens. And then they got the Dallas Stars uh, rematch of the Stanley Cup Finals coming up right after that on Thursday and Saturday. So both are 8 o'clock starts. One is 8.30, the 18th game. Uh, and then you got Carolina and then Dallas again um, to close out the the, the month so yeah you got Carolina on the 22nd 24th and 25th 
So you're probably going to see McElhinney once again in one of those games and then have Dallas to end, end the month of February. So really, realistic, realistically speaking, in terms of wins and losses, uh, just losses, I think that really the Lightning will probably drop one or two of the Carolina games. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Florida takes uh, two two games during this month. So really... Um, and then maybe Nashville, uh, steals one just because of, you know, the back-to-back there as well. So really, I think the lightning will come out pretty, you know, unscathed at the end of February and they will probably end the the month with a 10 and four record. Expect probably one of those wins here and there to be in overtime, uh, especially against maybe Dallas. Uh, maybe there'll be some little, you know, bitterness between the two, especially from Dallas, uh, considering, you know, with with them kind of losing, uh, with them losing in the Stanley Cup Finals last season. So, uh, and just a little announcement, you know, just before we end things here on the show, uh, I did tease on yesterday's episode, I believe, that we were going to have a big guest at the end of the week. Uh, I'm actually going to sit down and talk with him tomorrow, and then we'll ha- we should have the episode out uh, on Friday. And that is the play-by-play commentator for your Tampa Bay Lightning. And that is Dave Randorf will be joining the show on Friday. So don't forget to set those notifications for the app. Don't forget to set a reminder for yourself in general because I cannot wait. We've been kind of waiting off on announcing this. It's it's kind of been busy for Dave, obviously, with everything, with the schedule and all that. And we've been coordinating for probably a good amount of weeks now and you know, we're finally getting together to talk about, you know, lightning hockey and everything and how the team looks, especially, you know, up and close as he has the he has the privilege of being there on a, on a nightly basis when the guys skate on the ice. So looking forward to putting that out for all of you to listen. And don't forget, when you listen to the episodes, download uh, and then go ahead and rate on whatever platform allows you to do so uh, really helps us out in the long run. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Talk to you next time.